All right, welcome to the Sportsy Show. I am your host, uh, Chuck Banner. Now and you're, now you're on the trolley. And uh, with me, my friend for the episode. Oh, I'm I'm Al. You're gonna have to fucking deal with me. And uh, this might be mostly on our league, the Dynasty League. Uh, also, we'll touch upon some stuff for. League of Enthusiasm, as of right now, the drafts are set. We have the Dynasty League for uh, August 30th at around 7-ish p.m. Central Standard Time. But yeah, Dan, if you don't want to listen to this because it's the Dynasty League, I get it, but like, we should go golfing again, so it was fun. We have the League of Enthusiasm is set for September 6th at about... Five five thirty. It's the first time in a while that you're not doing both on the same day, right? Yeah, it's uh because of quarantine, because of the pandemic, because of COVID nineteen. Well, I know I said that the the following weekend when you're doing the other one is I'm gonna be busy, which it's gonna be the same day, but like I'm just going to Algonquin to someone's house for a draft. Like normally we do like a whole weekend fucking thing for it. Like we went to Baltimore last year, went to Nashville a couple years ago, like. But obviously, since everything's going on, we're just going to keep it local. But um, I don't know. I'd like to be able to. I'd prefer to have as many people over at, at your place for the draft. Like, it just makes it a lot better. So, yeah, I uh, tend to agree with that. Uh, so, basically, the newest news that's happened for the Dynasty League is a trade between Mark, uh, Make Juju Great Again. New team name for 2020. I, as a non MAGA person, I appreciate it. Still, what what he's pulling off there, because uh, I feel like it fit, it fits well. So yeah, I don't think Juju will be great again. But I still I still feel like his previous name will. It's kind of giving away one of his draft picks coming up. Yeah, maybe. Like. Not not necessarily like that was his name, so like he has to take him, but like I don't know. I feel like it, it I think he also switched to that name before the horrendous uh college ending injury. No, he just switched the name like a couple of days ago. No, yeah, I'm I'm talking about when he switched the name to Oh, uh, to Tua? Yeah. Oh uh, to tanking for Tua. Yeah, no, regardless like I feel like pre injury he would have possibly had to take him even with like the good fit with Edward Solaire in Kansas City like if Tua didn't get hurt I feel like he probably had to take him at 1-1 so the fact that that happened kind of helps him out because he can take the best fantasy player for this year as a rookie in Edward Solaire but then still get Tua at 1-4 because he did a like props to you Mark like you did a good fucking job transitioning from contender to rebuild like you load up on picks especially in a good draft this year and i don't know i i feel like you're gonna be set like i don't know if necessarily you're gonna compete this year because you're relying on a lot of rookies especially in an awkward year with the like limited off season but like for sure in 2021 i would i would at this point unless you completely blow this fucking draft i would expect you to make the playoffs in 2021 you want to blow this draft mark take jonathan taylor number one i like jonathan taylor but i'm calling it you heard it here first jonathan taylor gonna be a bust i wouldn't say like 
So are you saying if he has the career fantasy boss. if he fantasy has the if he has the number two pick in our fantasy draft if he has the career path of Derrick Henry so far in his first four years where it was he sat behind Demarco and didn't really do much second year started to do a little bit more third year kind of broke out towards the end and then fourth year like top three guy top two guy it all depends on how long Tom's willing to pay that top tier. Well, it would it literally salary. it'd be literally the same amount because I took Derrick Henry at two. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like you were willing to pay that top tier salary for a guy that probably didn't deserve it in years no, two and three. But there was enough interest late trading for Derrick Henry that I knew that if I cut him to try to get him for cheaper, I'd be paying just as much, if not more. Because there's a there's a lot of there was a lot of cap space available. Plus, with the changes now, they'll. I don't know. It'll be. I'm not worried about it. I'm. What do you mean changes now? The extra hundred bucks. No, it's not extra money. You're just getting all your money up front. No, yeah, but it it helps you allocate your resources right away. Like I I like the change personally. It's way better. Um, we uh, I don't know. It's just more money to spend because not everyone's gonna be spending a hundred bucks during the season, but you know. F- for someone like Derek, Derek Henry's thirty-one bucks, and granted he's coming off a big year, so I feel he's for sure worth it. I think he's the third highest-paid running back in the league. Um, you know that's before the free agency thing. Is Love Bell the number one? No, Love Bell's a free agent. It goes, I believe, it goes Gordon or uh, Tiger Early and Melvin Gordon are both thirty-five, and then. I want to say Zeke and Derrick Henry are both 31. So your big thing is you're going to try to rip me because I'm paying like the number one wide receiver to salary. I'm paying the number one quarterback salary and I'm paying like the tide for number one running back salary. All it says to me is uh, that. Oh, no, I didn't even think next about that year part. I can have Buku cap space. No, yeah, it's. Having cap space is is good. Obviously, you want to have more cap space and less, but um, to be able to have uh, I don't know, in this format, to have as many good players on reasonable contracts, you want to be able to maximize what you have, and for you know whether it's Matt Ryan or Julio, you're spending 160 bucks. Like you can get five good players for that. And you have two. Like, I'm not saying they're not good. Like, it's just if you're able to have more more players who are similar. It's easy to say that in a vacuum. But this is, what, like the seventh year of this league. And I, of all owners, make probably the most moves. So... Things compound on each other. Yeah, but like, if you're if you're talking like you're in year seven or whatever, that um, the the top salaries have been they're going down. Like, if you look at, hold on, let me pull it up. But it's for sure. I know it goes Julio and then Matt Ryan as the top top two for anybody. Um. Yeah, it's just a different way to build your team and to play your 
thing. Obviously, it hasn't been really working out that great so for me. So there's there's only there's only seven players currently that are over fifty dollars. It's Julio's at eighty seven, Matt Ryan's at seventy three, Drew Brees is seventy one, Cam Newton sixty three, Rivers fifty nine, and then Wilson and Brady are fifty one. So both of those. So outside of Wilson, you'd probably say that I've got the two best guys for their price outside of maybe Breeze, but Breeze didn't play a full Wilson, season last year. I would for sure value Wilson the most out of those players. Well, um, yeah, that's why I said outside of Wilson. But Breeze, I feel like shouldn't be as valued because where, of where, where everyone's at and what, what's available in free agency. There's only like Lev Bell. I can see people throwing a lot of money for like a, essentially a one-year deal. I don't see a lot of other people considering how much cap space is available amongst different teams that if you were to be like, Oh, I'm going to cut these guys. and I'm going to get them for cheaper. Like you probably could get them for cheaper, but like for what, four or five bucks cheaper when the risk of losing them because someone like Tom or Sean could just be like, I just have cap space. Like fuck all you like, I'm going to use them for a year and do that. Like, and if I'm bad, I'll trade them and get a, get a pick. For someone I'm going to cut anyways. So, I don't know if it's necessarily worth cutting him at this point. Especially because I th- didn't you give up some value for him? Oh, I'm not cutting either of those guys. No, I know. But, like, but like the fact that, like, you're locked in. You're locked in for 160 bucks for these two guys. They're good guys. I'm not saying they're not good. It's just that's a lot of money to be locked up for two players. Well, good thing it's my team and not yours. Yeah. Like, there's a couple players. Like, if it was, like, for Tom. Like, if Tom had to pay 160 for Mahomes and McCaffrey, it's like, dude, that sucks. But, like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, I'll make it worth it. But, like, they're good, but I don't think they're that good. And, like, Breeze. I think you're undercutting some of the other moves that I made, though. No, no, so- no. I'm, not, I'm just talking about, like, as far as, like, I would say the next two players, Breeze and Cam Newton, also are players who I feel like should get cut and be attempted. Like Cam Newton went to an ideal spot, but still sixty three dollars seems pretty and s- pretty steep. To bring it back to my team, um, my next highest wide receiver is Mike Williams at twenty two. Which basically, if he doesn't have a great year, it's possible I could cut him. Or oh yeah, no, I also it's... look at the other two guys that I have at wide receiver, and I look at those guys are are. Uh, they're gonna be studs. So those guys are gonna be Wait, super which cheap. Wait, McLaurin and who? And Darius Slayton. Yeah, I like I like them. It's to me, unless you have a surefire top five mega elite receiver, I don't think it necessarily makes a difference. And like Slayton and McLaurin, I would put them in the category of most of the receivers I have outside of Michael Thomas. I would say They're that like, both those guys are going to be future number one wide receivers, as in top 10 wide receivers. And if I have two top 10 wide receivers, or potential two top 10 wide receivers, then I feel like that's good. And then on top of that for this season, I've got Julio like Jones. In, in our scoring format. Who's the guaranteed if they top get, 10 wide receiver? 1200 yards and um i understand you don't give a fuck about wide receivers and boldly for you you've got michael thomas so you can do that but 
Well, I'm just saying, well, that's what I'm saying. Like once you get past a certain point in receivers, it's, they're all, but to me between eight and like 40. Yeah. There's going to be some that should for sure be in the top half, but like you can shake it up in any order. So you're telling me you'd rather have a uh, wide receivers, 39, 40 and 38 than number eight, 10 and 12. If it means that I'm getting better value at, I'm paying ten dollars a piece for both those guys. So suck a dick. If I'm if I'm paying or if I'm getting better value at tight end, running back, or quarterback, then yeah, that's fine. It's because there's gonna be a certain number. Like there's gonna be people ranked ten to fifteen. Like couple couple of them are just gonna have trash years. Whatever. One. That's this is also a reason why we should add a third wide receiver starting position. Oh, yeah, if you want, like, don't fuck with PPR bullshit. Like, if you want to balance out the value of receivers, make it to where you have to have a third. I think that was something we should have done for this season. Obviously, not enough people in the league agreed, so you better believe in, what is it, like, 2024 when we can vote again. I will be bringing that up. Yeah, no, I think the way it's going, like, everyone's saying, like, oh, like, there's so many good receivers value more. It's like. I don't know. Might be twenty twenty three. I would value them less. Like they're so like the drop off in receiver is so gradual that it doesn't matter. And yeah, like if I'm having receivers thirty two to forty, whatever. But if I have five of them, one of them's gonna be good. Like just playing the odds, one of them's gonna be good. Two of them are gonna be dog shit. Cut them after like week three. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, Like, out of the three wide receivers I have on my team, not named Julio Jones, I think I have two stabs that are going to be... Who's your third one? My third one is Mike Williams, and I pay him the most. Yeah, so out of the three, I I I would guess one of them's going to be good. One of them's going to be a top 15 guy. I would be willing to bet that Terry McLaurin will be a top 10 wide receiver, and maybe as soon as this year. Out of, I would, just how I think of, like, how I run my team and how I value teams whatever like i would say out of mclaurin uh slayton and mike williams one's gonna be top 15 one's gonna be top 30 and one's gonna be dog shit that like that's you just have their their i would be willing to bet that all three are gonna be no less than top 30 well no i like i'm factoring like any like any player at any point can just their fucking leg blows out like so odds are out of the three one's gonna get hurt or just their quarterback gets hurt. Something happens where like they're it's it's out of their control. They suck. Nothing's good. One of them's gonna be good where it's like no, I'm starting him every week, and then the other one's like, yeah, he's kind of sitting. He hasn't moved up and down. Well, I mean, true to true to to your credit or whatever, um, I'm not starting through wide receivers. That's not the plan. Oh no no, no yeah, but like as I'm saying like. Because even with, even with having uh third my third wide receiver being Darius Slayton or Mike Williams, um, I I would still rather have uh Devin Singletary or James White in that role. Oh yeah, as a flex for sure. I'm just saying like how I'm valuing your team compared to like my team. I feel like I have four guys who are sent for the most part in the same group with. Sutton, Chark, Ridley, and Hollywood Brown. Like, one of them's going to be really good. One of them's going to be really bad. You also uh, approached it a lot differently and then also hit on a lot of your draft picks, which helps. Oh, yeah. No, I got lucky on a couple for sure. Like, Well, I mean, it helps when you have 
a lot of draft picks, which you've had a lot of draft picks over your tenure, because that's pretty much what you did, was you just came in, got a team that wasn't very good, and just immediately started flipping picks as much Dude, as you I, can. I still have that, that first email. Like I looked up a couple of times. Like The team I inherited, awful. Like I had... I think more than half the money was tied up between Breeze, Calvin Johnson, and Beast Mode, who the last two were retired. So they literally gave me no value. Like, I think you said, like, oh, if they come back, like, you get first dibs and you can pick them up with their contract. I'm like, all right, that's never going to happen. Like, if anything, maybe with Calvin Johnson, but it's like, no, he's for sure not coming back. So I don't know. All right, so moving on. What do we want to talk about next? Dude, I say we do a final final mock. Do like the first half of the draft. All right, whatever. So how do you want to do it? I was saying you got odds. So you got Mark on the first pick. Oh, so Mark on the first pick. So I know he's taking someone else, but I say he should take Joe Burrow. He's taking so why Edwards. Do you, why? Well, because quarterbacks. Okay. But you have you to remember get, he has one four. And unless yeah, he has one four. So he has the option of either getting a another running back that's going to be one of the top three running backs so or he for could him get if a he, generational, potentially generational quarterback. It matters if he still likes Tua, because if he likes Tua just as much the odds that Burrow and Tua go two and three are small enough to where I think it's worth taking the best player for this year in Edwards Hilaire. That but just like you still, said, he you don't expect him to be competing this year if he's relying majorly on rookies. So, But also, like, Edwards Hilaire next year is going to be, I imagine, in a redraft. Well, just like you said, anybody can blow out their knee. A 20 I I would say in a 2020 redraft, Edwards Slayer is a top 10 pick. Like, I would say more than 50% chance that it's a thing. So, the fact that, like, not only is it going to help him this year, like, if things go well, but in the next, in years two till five. Well, either way, this is my pick. So, I'm taking Joe Burrow okay. for Mark at 1-1. It's not what I think he's going to do, but it's what I think he should do. Okay. So, then I would just go Edwards Slayer at time. And he, he gets the Chiefs offense. Because they're either throwing it or running it, and he's going to get either And then uh, with, with the number three pick, um, Zach would take uh, Tua. Yeah. Which I think is the next best agree. player available. I think, I think uh, Zach's in a perfect spot because he's going to get one of the top two quarterbacks who I think is someone you can build around for a while. And if for some reason they go one-two, he gets a stud running back in Edwards Hilaire. So, like... His, if his worst case scenario is he gets probably the person who's going to be most valuable in year one, like good for him. So yeah, in um, which case, if he wanted, he could turn and flip that for a lot. Yeah. So I have market four. Yes. Um, I would have to say he's going to take a. He has Tyrod Taylor, which helps us. I would give him Herbert at that point. So then he's taking two quarterbacks? Or no, no, no. He has Burrow. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Uh, DeAndre Swift then. All right. So you're taking DeAndre Swift as the number two um, running back off the board? Yeah. 
It would be him or so you're you're him. against what you're you're going with what you thought pre draft pre NFL like, draft and not how a bunch of the uh, I think it's like forty percent Swift thirty five Taylor and then twenty five percent Dobbins and I don't think he's gonna stray away from that um, and you think that's just because of Dobbins with with year one or what. Are you saying Dobbins should be first on the list? I think Dobbins, for Mark's situation, Dobbins is the best pick at four. Puts him the number two running back off the board because if you're suspecting that his team is like his first legitimate chance to contend is in 2021 that's when so do you think okay that's when dobbins is going to be the lead guy and there's still going to be a huge running team so that puts him as potential for a top 10 running back so a running back one i guess i'm saying all three of them have issues with uh i guess the opportunity i don't think swift has an issue with opportunity i think the biggest i think the biggest I think the biggest problem with Swift from the outside is coaching staff and the fact that they might have a new one next year. Yeah, I would say because out of talent, Swift won, and there's no clear difference between opportunity necessarily that I think like each one has their pros and cons for it. Well, and Swift I think it's is close the enough to where Swift his talents greater Jonathan Taylor isn't going to be the starter off the bat he's going to so at taking, least be split I'm giving Mark Swift at four all right so take that for what you have and then uh who's at number five you're at number five who do you think I'm going with so Alaire and Swift are off the board and the two two quarterbacks and the top two Burrow quarterbacks are off the board. You have four uh, quarterbacks rostered, correct? Yep. How many running backs rostered? Uh, well, I have eight. I'm going to be cutting two. All right, so you're going to have... Cutting or trading two. So you got two spots available at running back. Yeah. So I would say you're going to take Dobbins at five because he's the best running back available. you take him over Taylor. Oh, one... Every, Ten times out of ten times. Okay. I'm like I've told you, Taylor is my worst top running back. He's above Cam Are you Akers. Saying, okay, so he's still number four. He's above Cam Akers because Cam Akers is by far the worst. Uh I don't think I think Cam Akers is in a league of his own. He's the top guy that isn't a top guy uh-huh. running back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I get what you're saying. So yeah, I have you taking uh, Dobbins at five. Then Jake, I feel almost a slam dunk takes Herbert. So you have Justin Herbert going uh, number six to he's Jake. Got and then who's at seven? Garoppolo's decent. Uh, Drew Locke looks promising, but still unproven. And Cam's in a perfect spot. But he's still super expensive and the injury thing. Um, and then it's Fitzpatrick, which you can just either cut Fitzpatrick or keep him and uh, 
he can just throw Herbert on the practice squad as a fifth quarterback, which I think is probably his best bet. So I would give him Herbert. It's a good long-term piece. Um, You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he took a running back or a receiver, but like just given the value and like what he's been looking for for a while, like the risk on Herbert would be worth it. Possibly Jordan Love if he was really playing long-term because I think Jordan Love might, be better in years like three, four, and five plus, but I feel like that'd be risky. All right, and so this puts um at number seven, Mark taking Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, uh, it's pretty. I think he's sitting pretty at seven, where like someone's gonna follow him and be like, "Yep, this is just the best guy. Just take him. Don't fuck around with it." So, and then Mark again at eight. Um, so at this point he has two running backs, one quarterback. I think it would make the most sense if he to just took, take Cam Akers here. I was going to say Jordan Love, throw him as a fifth quarterback because he can just throw him on his practice squad, not eat up a roster spot. And long term, because he's got what Big Ben, I want to say this for this year. And he's got Tyra Taylor. Yeah. So. And. Carson Wentz, I think. No, no, he traded Carson Wentz, right? He's got, he's got Sam Darnold, and so we have Sam Darnold, Burrow, and so you're saying take Jordan Love and put him in the practice squad. All right, Darnold, Roethlisberger, Burrow, Tyra, Taylor, and then just throw. I would just throw Jordan Love in because, like Tyrod, if he gets half a year out of him, that's good. And then that has Cam Akers falling to you at nine for your second running back. That's who you're giving me? Well, yeah, I think it makes the most sense. Okay. Either that or CeeDee Lamb. But I would say you're the type of person who's going to take the running back. So you're going to go Cam Akers at nine. Okay. All right. And then Marcos again. Mark back at ten. So I think all the top running backs are gone. And he There's has no, no good quarterback. He has one spot available for a wide receiver. No quarterback should be taken until the third round at this point. So at this point, why wouldn't you take C D Lamb? I would say he's obviously taking a receiver and it's just a matter of who he thinks is the best receiver. I would have to assume in C D Lamb. I can see him not picking C D Lamb because he already has Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup there. And so maybe he which will, goes which will open Henry up. Ruggs or Jerry I, Judy. I think the only the only three options for this pick would be uh, Ruggs, Lamb, and Judy. And if he took any, like, obviously, positionally, whatever. Like, if, if the draft goes how it is, I'd be surprised if he doesn't take any one of those three. I could see I would just say Lamb just because he seems to be the consensus. So I would just have to say by the odds he likes him the most. So I would give him that. Um then Sean ooh. picks at two one and you pick for Sean? Yeah. Damn it. Oh. And uh I guess I just have Sean taking Henry Ruggs. Because Which is, I feel, I think it'd probably be the best, super weird, because the best player available, and I don't think Sean would do this. 
I feel like Sean did this trade because he thought he can get a quarterback See, dude, I, or a I running think, back. I think he did this trade because he thought he for sure would be slammed on landing C D Lamb. But you're expecting C D Lamb to go ten and I'm even expecting C D Lamb to go earlier than that. Yeah. I think you go nine to you, but I don't know if you're gonna spend a high enough pick on him. Or you're gonna be the one who takes love and I mean, I'm not planning on taking love, but if he's there, I don't know. There would have to be multiple people who I didn't expect to go in the top nine for me not to take love them. Well, and so, um, yeah, like I said, at 2-1, I have Sean taking Henry Ruggs, the third. Yeah, and then 2-2 two is me. So, at, all right, I would just take Jerry Judy. That's pretty easy. Because he's the next pretty much consensus player yeah, he's available. The, to me, it's the, the three receivers are those. And it kind of works convenient for me because I have... Well, convenient as it raises the floor, but it lowers the ceiling because I have Sutton. Um, so, I guess it helps because I have Michael Thomas as my other guy. So, like, one of the two Bronco receivers should be really good. So, I should be at least set as my number two spot. Uh, you got Jake. Yeah, this is probably like the first slightly hard spot to pick. I think it's difficult because it can go a number of ways, but I feel like there's one pick that's kind of obvious that because you can go, there's probably like 10 different players that can probably go here, but there's, I think one that would fit. So if I'm going what Jake will do, I think it's AJ Dillon. But I think Jake could also. Because it's not like he has a huge need at receiver. No, he doesn't have a huge need at receiver. And that's actually what was I was thinking. This would be um, an overdraft. But I could also see him taking Cole Komet. I would for sure think it's an overdraft. Does he have another pick? Because if he has another pick later, I would say hold off on the Cole Komet. Um, I'm one who thinks AJ... Yeah, he has 3-6, so I mean, he could get Cole Komet right around where he's supposed I to think, go. I think personally AJ Dillon fits so well. Um, I think he will take AJ Dillon, so yeah. let's just go ahead and say AJ Dillon. Yeah. And then 2-4? Uh, I got 2-4. So the best receiver toss up between because Brandon Ayuk got hurt. I don't think it's serious, but it's still something. And then it's pretty much Jefferson or Rager, which I feel Jefferson's floor is much higher, but Rager has such an opportunity to just... Like, Steal the job. Like, outside of the passing game to the, t- the two tight ends. They really have nobody. It's pretty wide open. Like, Deshaun, if if healthy, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon are, like, good. But, like. Neither of them are ever healthy. Exactly. So, there's that. Plus, like, at this point, they're slowed. You know, they slowed down enough to where, like. So, given my roster setup, I guess go risky and go Rager. Because if he turns like my, I would take him with the expectations of he has a career path of Deshaun Jackson, where 
he'll have a couple years where he's a top like twelve receiver, but like if you guess right on the weeks to start him, he's super valued because he's gonna have you know eighteen twenty point games or whatever. But then if you guess wrong, like I could start him eight games and he'll only give me like fifty points. And then uh, so you're taking Rager, so uh, that would have. Zach up next, and I think he'll just take Zach. Actually, being the Ronald Jones owner, I think okay. could take uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. Um, I know he was a darling to go up higher, maybe even be a first round pick, but with all the bad press coming out recently, um, who knows if he's even going to be. It would viable be, player. It would be similar to when he took Damian Harris, what was it, last year? Which, like, kind of sucked for him, but, like, it, from at least the things I've heard, it looks like he could be paying. He could have a shot to be the starter. Yeah, um, like, I don't think. I think, personally, getting, that James White's the best running back the I have. Like, Harris could be a valuable piece for him to where it was worth the pick for him last year. Um, Somewhat similar to when Rob took... Tony Pollard at I believe one ten, which, you know, any other team would make sense, but the fact that he's the Zeke owner, like you would bump him up that high, like ensure that you have it because at that point I think there's what six game suspension or something floating over him and yeah, there was an issue. I think he was gonna hold out for a contract and he had a suspension. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how all this shit goes because. I always kind of imagine how, like, there'll be a couple different scenarios how I think it can go, and then something else happens. So, like... Oh, something happens every year where someone takes a pick that's just, like, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, so... So, uh, and then uh, 2-6 is me. Uh, You... I think you take Antonio Gibson. Washington running back? Yeah, I think you're. That's your your sleeper guy. I I like him as a talent. He's good. He seems super risky. Um, not especially at two six is not a huge risk. Like he's definitely worth the upside. It's I would just be afraid he's because I had all right. Having said this, like I had similar concerns to him that I did with Kamara because like he didn't have a huge workload in college. But as a talent, he's awesome. But the thing is, Kamara's got Sean Payton drawing up plays for Drew, Drew Brees to execute. Not Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio drawing up plays for Dwayne Hassan. So, like, huge difference. He is someone who's got that, like... Dwayne Haskins, to his defense, did look really good the last, like, handful of games of the season last year. No, but, year. like, there's, there's good like that where it's, like, no, yeah, you're you're a starting quarterback. Not like, oh, you're going to be a problem for the league. Not like Trubisky, where you don't know if he's going to be the starter. Oh, no, like, I, I don't, I, I've never liked Trubisky. All I'm saying is, like, there's a different, like, Dwayne Haskins looks good where it's like, all right, we have a, a starting quarterback, we have someone to run the offense, compared to, like, Kyler Murray's, like, oh, shit, if a couple things go your way, like, you can be, like, Top three MVP caliber type. And I like Dwayne Haskins. He's good. Like, I think he'll be a good player, but like I don't see him being 
unless he becomes the like superb cerebral player, which you know I haven't heard anything that that's necessarily like what he's like. Like he's he doesn't have enough physical attributes to think like he can take over the league. Not saying he's gonna be bad. I think he's gonna be good. I think he'll be a starting quarterback for sure. He'll be top fifteen most likely for. He'll be a worse Stafford, like a notch down from Matt Stafford. Which, like, Stafford had a couple of, like, top, Stafford was top seven, top eight. Like, a potential MVP candidate last year before the injury. But, all right, for the most part, Stafford's career, you would say, is he's between 10 and 15. And I would say Haskins is going to be, like, between, like, 12 and 18. Like, he's just a little, all right. like, a little bit lower ceiling, a little bit lower floor. But, like, I still think he's good, like. I don't know. Yeah, but I understand what you're saying with the with the risk so, factor for Antonio Gibson. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think the cool thing with Gibson is he seems very almost identical to Cordero Patterson, who I was very high on after his rookie year because he had I want to say seven or eight hundred total yards and like eight touchdowns or something like something good where it's like oh shit as a rookie like. Just throwing them out there, you produce, like, if they can come up with an actual plan to maximize your talents, you can fucking be a stud. So I remember taking them in my other league in the third round with a keeper league, so it was probably, you know, 50th overall. And he just fucking sucked. And then he never fucking panned out. But I think they were trying to turn him into a legitimate receiver when he should have been mostly a running back like literally just fucking move him around make it easy like jet sweeps screens hand off screens get the ball in his hands let him do some work throw him on a couple fly routes use his speed and shit so the fact that antonio gibson's being like he's listed as a running back which i think gives him an advantage right off the bat because it'll be simplified for him to a sense as long as he's not uses a traditional running back where like he has a lot of expectations as a pass blocker. Like, he needs to be just strictly an offensive weapon. And if he can be – that's why I like the fact that he went to Washington. It's like, I don't expect that to happen. Like, I think he's always – I think he'll end up being the, like, if he goes to the right team, you go all in on him. But he's not He's not there. So we could be talking Antonio Gibson for number one if he went to Kansas City. Oh yeah, he. I think he'd be a top five player, like for sure. If he went there, um, if for some reason Kamara wasn't on the Saints and then like they traded Kamara but then took Gibson, I think he'd get overdrafted to where he'd be in the top five. Like he, cause he to me he seems perfect for the Kamara role of like pass catching running back, but so, like. 10 to 12 carries, 10 to 15 carries, but then like four to six catches. All right. So you've got me taking Antonio Gibson at two, six at two, seven. I'm going to have Sean take, um, a Las Vegas wide receiver to give him two Las Vegas wide receivers. So he's pretty much guaranteed to get a hit Oh. and have him take Brian Edwards. Okay. 
what makes you take him over like Justin Jefferson or Brandon Ayuk? Uh, I personally don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. So I well, like, think Debo. All right, I looked at and I like Debo Samuel and I like Kittle. So that puts him as the third option there. And then in a, in a run heavy, um, I just think that the fact run heavy that Minnesota Jefferson could be and like I think he's the number two up there by far, like right now just by Ooh, Edwards. No, in in Minnesota Jefferson. Oh yeah, but um, they tend to not pass the ball a lot, and yeah, it also seems like if their number one goes down, they're kind of fucked. Yeah. So, um, so, and I think with, uh, with Las Vegas, you, you're going to be getting a number one. I like the double down where it's like one of them should be good. Yeah, and that, and I feel like with Sean's team right here, why not take the risk? Uh, with so many picks in the second half of the draft, why not take the risk and pretty much guarantee yourself a number one wide receiver? Which I thought about that twice with taking Debo to pair with Dante Pettis and AJ Brown with Corey Davis. And I did neither, and if I did both, I'd be fucking sad. Like, yeah, that would have been good. And then uh, Mark's pick at two eight. Justin Jefferson. I just think he's the best player left. He's... And then at 2-9, uh, I would say Sean. Well, Sean's got 2-9 and 2-10. So I would say take uh, – he's going to take the um, – whose name is escaping me at the moment, but the Pittsburgh running back. Anthony McFarland? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then at two ten I have him taking uh uh Hertz. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, the uh well, Philadelphia I would, quarterback. I would be picking for him, which I would not give Jalen Hurts. I don't think a quarterback's worth it at this point for him. Um especially he's got a couple of picks coming up. He's got a lot of picks coming up. Yeah, but considering Carson Wentz is like consistently injured. I would give him um. Uh, I would just go down the line of highest receiver drafted. Who I like his upside a lot. I don't think Sean's going to be competing this year, but I think this player can help him years two and forward. Is T Higgins? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm not going to disagree with that. I think he's a, I think he's a stud player. Who, if it wasn't for how good this receiver class was, he wouldn't have fell to the second round of the NFL draft. He's going to have Burrow, like, A.J. Green's going to be there to, like, transition Burrow in and stuff, and Tyler Boyd's good, but, like, there's a chance that, like... T. Higgins could be a T. great Higgins player. T. Higgins could just be, you're just the number one, I'm going to go to you all the time. He's got that upside. So, I would give uh, Sean T. Higgins right there. Um, And then you got Mark. Uh, Mark. At three one, uh, I'll take him having. Oh uh, well, he doesn't have a wide receiver spot available anymore. So just best running back. So I'm gonna go ahead and. Does he have any tight end spots available? I think he's got one. I know he's got Kelsey, and I want to say Irv Smith. He does have both those guys. So either Komet or a running back. 
which running back wise, we had Dylan go, Gibson go. Um, so this already proves your theory wrong that Zach Moss is going to go in the top 15. Oh, shit. I forgot about him. So I don't think he'll take Zach Moss here. Oh, I think he for sure should. Well, then I'm definitely giving him to Sean in the next pick. So, I mean, it's possible he does because he is light on running backs, but he's taken two already in this draft, I believe. Yeah, no, I would. So at three one, I guess we say he takes Zach Moss. Yeah, that would that would make sense. Like I think there's a good chance he, there's a fifty fifty split where you know, you just gotta see how the workload gets shaken out, but like there's a decent chance, especially at this at this point in the draft, it's hundred percent worth it. Like there's a chance he can be the, the better back there. You know, I'm not saying it's likely, but And then who do you got Sean taking at three two? He's probably going to take some garbage player. Sean's usually not good at drafting. Um, well, I mean, so far he's got a pretty good draft with uh, Henry Ruggs third, and then Brian, Brian Edwards, Edwards, and then getting um, McFarlane and uh, oh, T. Higgins. T. Higgins. So that's a pretty um, good draft. Fuck it. I'll just do what you said and give him Hurts. You know, if he thinks he's going to be shitty and all right, and if so then he's going to suck and get hurt. And so then he's got, yeah, Jalen Hurts coming off at, here. At, at worst, he can be his fifth quarterback, stash him on the practice squad. He just has him as something. So, And then at 3-3, I feel he gets uh, a steal in the draft, Sean, here with uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, no, I think he'd be really good. He, uh... Well, that's what I was saying before. Like, once you get outside the top three, I feel like it opens up to where, like, there's, like, ten different guys where, like, if they were the fourth receiver, you'd be like, no, that makes sense. And then he's for sure one of them. Um, Zach at 3-4. Um, I'm going to do something weird. Give him Eason as a fifth quarterback because he only because he has Phillip Rivers. And he could potentially have a $5 quarterback going forward, which he almost had with Sidham. Still maybe has a chance. But, like, he kind of – he somewhat had that with Josh Allen where he took him so late that, like, his contract's just so ridiculously small that, like, that's such a huge advantage to where at this point it's – I would say it's kind of worth the risk of, like, no, if they like Eason and he's the guy going forward. Because, like, he's super talented. Like, he seems – physically like Carson Palmer. So as long as he, you know, if he can sit behind Rivers for a year and the fact that he already has him kind of like eases that transition. So um yeah, we give him Eason. And then at 3-5, I'll uh, select uh Cole Komet for Sean. Yeah, that makes sense. You're going to take him way earlier and um so 3-6 Jake Jake could take a receiver who I don't even know who's in that that group because I we've taken so many. I know there's someone good. I just can't think of them. Wasn't there someone in the second round? Oh, um, the Jets guy, Denzel Mims. Okay, yeah, like, Mims. He, I think Denzel Mims has a chance to be the highest scoring rookie receiver just because 
the Jets don't really have anybody. I think he just got hurt though. I don't know. Even that, like he, it's not, it's not like Jake has a need at any position, especially receiver. He's gonna have Devonte Adams and Hopkins starting all the time. With I think he still's got uh, T. Y. Hilton and Devonte Parker. So like, it's not like he's relying on whoever this is. So like, the fact that Mims should have an opportunity to just kind of be the guy, and Darnold hasn't had that young hasn't had that young receiver to kind of like grow with that if that it's kind of the t higgins things like t higgins can grow with burrow and men's can grow with fucking darnold so and then rob's next uh his first pick in this draft at three seven and uh i guess we will have him take uh chenault yeah, no, that's... Wide receiver from Jacksonville? No, that's good. I thought about possibly taking him just to pair with fucking Shark, just so it's like... Even though Shark kind of established himself as like he's going to be the guy, um, just to kind of play it safe. Um, 3-8, Zach again. Did you end up taking Keyshawn Vaughn earlier? Yeah. Oh, because, yeah, that would be pretty easy right here. Um receiver there was another guy in the second round i can't i don't know i can't think of fucking who it is damn yeah no it kind of drops off i i don't know why i can't find the guy i'm looking for oh well kj handler but not really um him or van jefferson i would go i give him van jefferson just because the rams offense is good and he could potentially be filling in Brandon Cook's role so and then for me I guess if he's still available I would be taking uh, DJ Dallas here oh yeah you were talking about quite a bit ago um, and then she want to make this back because I'm going to be trading it and you might be getting it 310 uh, so at three ten. Uh, I don't know who's available. Yeah, tight um, end from the New England Patriots, Asani or something. Oh, Asi Asi or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Cause so then there's only two tight ends drafted in the whole thing. Yeah. But six quarterbacks. Yeah. Damn, that's pretty wild. But uh, in other news, we've got a cut day coming up this Friday, and we've got that's at ten uh, eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so ten p.m. Standard or Central Standard Time, and then we have uh, the draft on Sunday. So uh, bad luck to everybody in the draft, and uh, let people fall down to me at two six and three nine. Yeah, take bad people like you, Sean. Take guys that we didn't name in this draft. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Somebody? Who's the one dude? Bill's guy. Oh, Zay Jones. Yeah, take another Zay Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's actually on Las Vegas now, but he's probably going to get cut. Yeah, no, take Zay Jones and you have all the other Ra- Raiders guys, so. I think he did have Zay Jones at one point. No, he drafted him eighth I know. overall. I know. And I took Mahomes to pick after. So. Oh, that's rough. 
Uh, but until uh, then, we got shit to do, so peace out. <laughs>